Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you live today from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. It has been an absolutely wild week in the news. So it really wasn't difficult to choose a subject today. A subject that really has probably filled our minds quite a lot this week with what's been going on here in America. It really is sad that we're to the point that one police shooting or one incident in the streets can set off nationwide rioting and violence. But that's where we are today. That's what it has come to. We've seen a lot of celebrities speak up recently. Athletes are going on strike and not playing their games to show solidarity, to show anti-racism. Because, yes, every time a police officer shoots a minority, it has to be because of racism. It doesn't have anything to do with wrestling with the police, telling them he's going to kill them and then reaching into his vehicle for a weapon. That is what we're being told all the time now. That the police are there to arrest people, not to kill people. Is that true, though? Doesn't it depend on the situation? The amount of danger that the police officers face? Should they not respond to force with force? Should people not just obey the law? So, of course, there were some rioting. There, there was some rioting in Wisconsin after that police shooting. And then a 17-year-old boy shoots two protesters dead and injures another one. The video clearly showed him running away and then being pushed to the ground. And the one he injured was pointing a handgun at him, about to shoot him first. And he didn't pull the trigger fast enough. I've seen a lot of people say that that boy and his, I think his mother was there too, they went way out of their way just to be in the streets. They were there looking for trouble. And they were outraged that they would do that, that they would go out of their way to seek out a confrontation. And yet they've said absolutely nothing of the sort about the rioters. The people roaming the streets at night looking for things to destroy and people to attack are also obviously seeking trouble, and they found some. 
when that boy shot three of them. Shouldn't there be blame to go around in a situation like this? Shouldn't it be obvious that maybe no one should be roaming the streets seeking violence? It's just really dumbfounding to look at what is going on and then see the spin that people in the media put on it. They are now trying to pin the unrest in American cities on the president. The law and order president. Does that make any sense? Aren't these riots all happening in Democrat-run cities? And aren't they not being stopped because governors will not allow federal officers to come in there and handle it? How can that be blamed on the president? It really is just out of control what's going on and also people's response to it. And in all this, you're not hearing anything at all about repentance, about God's perspective on all of this. It's just you're either on the left or the right. You have to take a side in the coming civil war. That's the way people talk about it now. There's the left side and there's the right side. But they don't talk about the God side. And that's the side we should be on. Both sides are horrendously wrong. Obviously, more of a dangerous threat seems to be coming from the radical left. But both sides are wrong. The right has a show of religion, but it is empty and it is lacking in power. And that's why they can't put a stop to what's going on. That's why they have no solutions to the rioting and violence. They're not thinking about the source of the violence and trying to address that. It comes down to John 8, verse 44. It's talking about Satan the devil. It says, he was a murderer from the beginning. A murderer. The first one. Satan used to be Lucifer. He used to be in charge of the earth with a third of all the angels. And he had an opportunity to beautify this planet, to complete its creation. And if he had succeeded, God would have let him go out and beautify the entire universe. You can learn all about this in chapter 2 of Mystery of the Ages. This is a free book made available to you at thetrumpet.com. Mystery of the Ages. And by the way, the words violent and violence are in that book, I believe, 28 times. A book about the mysteries of mankind. All of the, the questions that we've never been able to answer on our own. And so much of it has to discuss violence. The history of man is the history of war. Satan is a murderer. So if we're talking about 
the spirit realm or the physical realm, so much of the time we have to discuss violence and we have to figure out why everything is so violent. It does get right back to Satan the devil. He is to blame more than anyone on the street, more than anyone in the media, more than any political ideology. Satan is to blame. So we do need to keep that perspective when we think about a subject like this. We can't let our emotions get out of control. We can't become hateful towards certain people even if they are doing despicable things, even if they are kicking a helpless victim in the face and knocking him unconscious, even if they are beating each other to death just for trying to protect property, even if they are murdering police officers, the blame has to fall back on Satan, most of all, because he is stirring it all up. He is the first murderer. He rebelled against God and obviously couldn't kill God, but he had that hatred in his heart, that spirit of murder. You can study that in Matthew chapter 5. Even having that wrong attitude is murder. And he was... Satan was a murderer from the beginning. You look right back at the beginning of human civilization or even before there was civilization, just humankind. The first two sons born of human beings. Just a tragic story. You have Cain and Abel there. Cain gets jealous of Abel. They're walking in the field together. And Cain murdered his own brother. Is that not the spirit we see all the time today? Here in America, we should be brothers. We are brothers nationally. We're one national family. And yet we're slaughtering each other in the streets. Where is the care for our brother? Cain responded to God after murdering Abel by asking, am I my brother's keeper? Really, do I have to care about what's going on with my brother? Do I have to be responsible for helping him and, and loving him? Well, <laughs> if we all were our brother's keeper today, there wouldn't be so much violence. That I can guarantee. Notice this. Genesis 6, verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the eternal that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. 
This was right before the Great Flood. A time when the entire earth was filled with violence. Is it any wonder God was upset to see his own creation, his own children, murdering each other, abusing each other? Do you think God is upset today about what is going on in our streets? Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry wrote an article last year titled Mass Shootings and Violence. There is a solution. Notice what he wrote here. America has lost the war on crime and the consequences are going to be staggering. You can't lose a war without devastating results. In many places in America, our law enforcement is simply too overtaxed to adequately address crimes that occur. In some cities, the majority of murders are going unpunished. That means the killers are winning. Within our present governmental system, we cannot solve the terrifying problem of violence. We are having trouble even deterring it. Did you catch that? Within our present governmental system. He didn't say within this current presidential administration. He didn't say under the rule of this political party or the other. He just said within the entire governmental system, we can't solve this problem of violence. Now, we are not radical communists. We don't think that it would be best for revolutionaries in the streets to burn the system to the ground. But in a different way, we do know that this system does have to be replaced, not by communism, not by totalitarianism, but by God himself, God's system of government. That's the only way we can solve this problem of violence. We can't do it by ourselves. You could probably think of hundreds of solutions, proposed solutions for violence, getting rid of guns is a big one that's always talked about, but it doesn't work. It never works. Human solutions never work. The violence hasn't stopped at all. It's getting worse. Even since Mr. Flurry wrote about this last year. Since May, we've pretty much had nonstop rioting and violence in American streets. American cities. It has gotten so much worse. And it just makes you wonder, when is it going to stop? How will this be fixed? Ezekiel 7 verse 23 says, Make a chain, for the land is full of bloody crimes, and the city is full of violence. That's an end time prophecy. Mr. Flory wrote about that verse. Our land is so satiated with bloody crimes that one crime follows another like links in a chain. 
they just string together. No breaks in between, just violence after violence after violence. Just heaping up violence. That's what we're dealing with in America, but not just here. This is a bloody world. This applies to wherever you may live. Mr. Flurry wrote, There is cause and effect. There is a cause for every problem. The cause of our violent and bloody crimes is that as a society, we have rejected God's law. That law would bring peace and abundance to our society in every way. The more we transgress it, the worse our bloody crimes become. You see, that's what we're dealing with. It's a spiritual problem. It does come directly from Satan. Satan hates God's law more than anybody. God's law, which says you shall not kill. Even more so than that, like I mentioned, though, the law also talks about not even thinking hatefully about other people. That's how you fulfill the entire spirit of the law. If we all worked a little bit harder to stop thinking hatefully about others, it wouldn't even get to the point of actually physically harming somebody. All of this starts in the mind. As despicable as Satan is, he does have some pretty remarkable traits. He does have some outstanding capabilities, and we have to know what those are. Ephesians 2 verse 2 says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the master broadcaster. And our human spirit within our human mind is automatically locked in on his broadcast. He wants us to slaughter each other. He wants us to be so crippled by division that foreign invasion is possible. He wants us to hate the law. He wants us to hate each other. Satan is the biggest racist there's ever been. But he doesn't hate any particular skin color. He hates the entire human race. We're all together in this. We are all Satan's targets. And yet he gets us focused on attacking each other instead. Not on fighting against him. That's where we go so far off track. We're getting mad at the wrong enemy. There's so much frustration that people are venting at the police. That people are venting at their fellow citizens. And it should be directed at Satan instead. 
in the Philadelphia Trumpet from March 1994. Mr. Tim Thompson wrote an article titled, Violence, Satan's Wrath with Us. He wrote, As we listen to the sounds of our cities, as never before, we increasingly hear the wailing sirens of police cars and emergency vehicles responding to victims of today's epidemic of crime and violence. Our newspapers, magazines, and television news programs are filled to overflowing with grisly photos of gunshot and knife-slashed bloody bodies. What has happened to law and order in our society? We must ask ourselves, why all this senseless carnage? That's a great question. And it is one that must be answered. I think it's hard for us to even comprehend sometimes what human beings are doing to each other. Did you know that the drug cartels cut the hearts out of their enemies and eat them? How can you even fathom doing something like that to a human being? And how could you ever explain it without involving Satan? Without targeting and pinpointing Satan as the cause? These are children of God. They have an incredible human potential. And yet their lives are being snuffed out like they're nothing. And that is what we have to really hate. This destruction of human potential. All of it caused by Satan. He is to blame. There's no other way to explain violence hideous maiming of human bodies like that. This is a sick nation and a sick world. And sadly, even in a wealthy nation like America, even in the wealthy suburbs, people are afraid. Violence touches violence. Violence in a chain with no breaks in between. And remember, this, this article from Mr. Thompson was written in 1994. What would he think if he were alive today? How much worse is it today? And why is it worse? We have to really think about that, and we have to understand where it's all coming from. We have to realize how much Satan hates Israel, whether it's the physical nations of Israel, the modern descendants of ancient Israel, which does include America, or spiritual Israel, which is God's church. Satan tore apart God's church he caused God's people to violently rebel and cast truth to the ground. 
And it, right here in this nation, he's causing violent rebellion. He's playing on our human nature. He's getting in our minds. And he's provoking us to wrath. Just like his wrath. He's wrathful. He knows he doesn't have forever to rule this planet. And he wants us to be just as angry and out of control, filled with rage and destruction as he is. That's what we're dealing with. That's why it seems like it's so out of control. So obviously God hates violence. But there is one pro-violence verse. Did you know that? Matthew 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You see, obviously, a different kind of violence there. But when Satan is actively trying to take away our human potential, we have to actively seize it. We have to take it. We have to hold on to it. We have to violently grab it away from Satan. Taking that kingdom means being vastly different from the carnage and violence of the world. It means having hope of a better future where there won't be such bloodshed constantly in our streets and on the news. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You see, under God's system, with God and Christ in charge, we will be ruled by the Prince of Peace. Peace will finally replace violence. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.